I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, welcome to the Mr. Beacon podcast. Uh, my name is Steve Statler. I'm here with my colleague Mandy Phillips from Statler Consulting. And we're talking to Contact.io today, Philip and Philip. Um, we are hanging out in Phoenix. Uh, there's a great conference here. RFID Journal Live. We had an awesome day yesterday, five sessions on Bluetooth beacons, uh, packed audience. And so now we're chatting to some of the folks here and Contact.io are, uh, probably don't need any introduction, but they have been uh, one of the, the, the main forces in the market in terms of shipping beacons. And so I'm really pleased to be able to talk to you guys. Thanks for carving time out. So um, maybe we should start off and you can just introduce yourselves and, and what you do. Yeah. Philip, why don't you start? Yeah, so I'm the head of sales globally. Uh, I'm based out of Mexico and the US. And yeah, I've been in contact for over three years right now. So I'm and the other Philip, so I've been in contact for over two years. Um, my job title is VP of Market Operations. I run sales, marketing, customer success, and new product development uh, from a market point of view and try to sort of align all the different teams uh, from a functional but also from a geographic point of view as we're headquartered in Krakow and have a large commercial office in Berlin and in Mexico and New York. And how many people are in the company now? Um, roughly 70 with a 50-50 split on engineering markets. So you have 70 people yeah. and um, I'm assuming most of them are in Krakow, are they? Yeah, so I think Roughly 50, 55 are based in Krakow. Reason for that is also, I mean, there we have product, we have the engineering team, we have uh, all the uh, administrative functions, but also uh, production as um, we sort of assemble and um, manufacture our own beacons. So we have quite a large team involved in logistics and shipping, quality control, in um, all those different uh, parts, which if you don't have your own beacons, you would be outsourcing or doing something else. That's interesting because you know these days a lot of companies seem to outsource as much of that as possible uh, and I guess you have the option, you're in Poland, so you have smart people who are, uh, are not as expensive as, as the folks here, but why have you decided to do more in-house than maybe others? So I think our goal here is to have the most robust and most advanced hardware in the market as we believe it all starts at the hardware, and everything which comes later is sort of building on top of the hardware. Mm-hmm. So by having the number one product in the market from a hardware point of view, we believe this is a strategic advantage to do a lot of other things later down the road. 
coming from software, from service, uh, and so forth. But it always starts with the with the hardware. And that's, I think, a given. Anyone would want to um, put that out there. But one of the things that struck me is that you seem to have focused on the supporting the deployment phase. So in terms of customization, making it easy for people to take the product and, and doing stuff to, to, to assist in, in deployments that are multi-site deployments. Can you talk about what you do? If I'm, if I'm a big retailer and I have a lot of locations, what, what can you do to help me? So, I mean, first of all, like our goal is to basically make the hardware invisible mm -hmm. for you as the end customer. And uh, how we would typically do this is sort of sit down with you and try to understand your workflows and your integration. And if you've deployed beacons before, then there must have been probably like a procedure and then we're like trying to sort of break this, break this down and understand it. If not, then we would sort of try to come up with a plan to get those beacons out there for you. And I think here you really have to differentiate if you are doing your first proof of concept or even your first, let's say, thousand units, this is not something you will be thinking about. Then you think about you know, the price, you think about is the signal working, is my app working, all of that. But once you really go into this rollout and you speak about you know, five, maybe even six-digit beacon uh, 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 volume, um, then this whole operational part has to be very very um, 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 uh, well defined. And what we do here is basically from, you know, um, uh, custom uh, custom casings to drop shipping to um, labeling the devices so that it matches your, like, uh, you know, your internal structure. And then um, in, in case you need it, we also send you folks over who can help you uh, deploy. So I think we've done three major deployments this year, if I'm wrong, in like, Dubai. And, Orlando, Germany. Germany. So yeah, we have a team sort of coming also out of Krakow and from Mexico is able to, to deploy around the globe. And then we offer 24-7 support, yeah. 365 days, so you can call us and within an hour you should have a very qualified answer, which becomes very important because 1% of your infrastructure breaks, then your software is not running anymore, and then we enter sort of the dark side. So this is a big contrast to kind of going for a bargain basement Chinese manufacturer who is uh, not going to do that stuff. What, how, how big um, are these larger deployments that you're supporting? What's a, what's a, a big deployment in the, in the ecosystem these days? What do, what do we consider big? I mean, we have customers ordering 10,000 beacons every month mm -hmm. for the same deployment. And this uh, contracts for uh, 240, uh, yeah, 240,000 beacons, something like that. Yeah, but I would say everything like 5, 5K to 10K, setting sort of those thresholds, then we speak about it. All right. So people that say that the beacon ecosystem is dead, that may be a little premature. I, I think it's not as hype anymore, but yeah. overall that's something good because um, it means it's getting more serious. Yeah. And um, it doesn't mean that it's that is dying, but who wants to read nowadays, you know, the latest uh, trends on push uh, notification marketing? I mean, yeah. um, I think that's not needed right now. So, um, tell us a bit about what your product focus is these days. Uh, so, Contact Arrow's vision is to basically digitalize the physical world. So, every product which helps us to get a bit closer there is a product we would potentially be doing. Um, we currently measure uh, sort of this um, this impact by um, 
the volumes of beacons we can we can ship out. Um, and uh, here we have uh, basically two lines of business. One is let's call them stationary beacons, where you have those traditional use cases. You know, you put a beacon on the wall, and then you have an infrastructure, and then this enables um, customer engagement. Yeah. So few cases. And the other thing, and that's sort of something new, where we are currently putting a lot of focus and efforts in, is we call it the same moving beacon or tag, uh, which is not the traditional eye beacon or um, a proximity sort of use cases, but here we are entering more in the industrial IoT, in asset tracking, in, um, in uh, people monitoring, and a whole bunch of different applications where we see, coming from Bluetooth point of view, that the technology is um, um, has, a, has a whole bunch of sort of advantages over um, over other technologies in this space, such as RFID uh, or Zigbee or UWB. Um, so, uh, summing up, this is something where we are currently focusing a lot on, and there will be, I think, two or three new beacons uh, getting launched uh, this year, particularly sort of tailored for that niche. So, you have new gateway products. You're one of the first companies that ship beacons and a gateway, and you have a new version of that, and you also have a cloud service that can tell us a little bit about how, how um, the functionality from your location service that you're offering, you know, what the model is around that. So if you start again from sort of those two domains, now coming from the tag or from the beacon level, everything sort of follows after. So what we have um, for supporting both use cases with different software products is gateway. Mm -hmm. So on the stationary side, it's more used for beacon management, mm -hmm. you know, managing your infrastructure remotely, sort of shutting it down and so forth. And on the other side where we speak about moving devices, this gateway is more of a uh, location-based um, uh, access point who is, uh, which is able to, to, to understand whether devices are sort of entering a zone, leaving the zone, how long they are staying there, uh, and so forth. And um, for both sides, we are developing the software which enables you to, um, to, to use this data mm -hmm. um, integrated in your work streams, integrated in your existing um, uh, solution, or integrated into um, you know, your, your ERP systems and, and, and so forth. And um, yeah, that's basically pretty much it. So, what are the verticals that you're seeing that are most interested in that asset tracking, real-time location system usage model? I'd say the biggest is healthcare. We're getting a lot of interest from solution integrators that are working with hospitals, private clinics, you know, big, big use cases. So, it looks like there's also a lot of money in the real problems. So, this is the exciting thing that we're moving from like a nice to have retail coupons to solving problems for people because they want to save money or make more money. Uh, definitely manufacturing, so any kind of automation or optimization of operations in factories. Uh, oil and gas, we get a lot of interest, you know, tracking people. And also huge, huge industry that is kind of invisible. And there's a few small niche players that are doing great solutions in the maintenance service workers. Uh, where they go and you know they have to be in the specific place in the specific hour and check out. Uh, so all the control and compliance of this is also very interesting. And this adds all the the whole compliance industry where you know everything is kind of paper based or there is solutions, but this, there is definitely a space to be disrupted and there's already 
a few companies doing a good job. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Um, anything else we should have covered? I, I've got one last question to ask you. But any uh, other business stuff that we should talk about? No, I mean, we are excited to head over to uh, RFIT World today. And yeah. uh, afterwards, we can do another interview. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it's actually great to see. Um, I mean, th there's a lot of serious companies that have adopted RFID um, for engineering and maintenance and all sorts of very hard uh, ROI uh, type applications. And now they're looking at Bluetooth and I don't think they're abandoning RFID, but they're seeing where it's complementary and that's, uh, that's exciting. That would probably like to add something. Yeah. Next two weeks, Philip and me were touring around the US. So we'll be in different cities. You can check our social media and you can book a breakfast with us. So yeah, it's, it's been a great breakfast. Uh, I, I start, I've tried it. The breakfast is good and the conversation is even better. Um, so I got a, it wouldn't be a Mr. Beacon podcast if I didn't ask you uh, about music and what the song uh, you would take. I'm just going to give you one song. Uh, so what one song would you take to Mars if you could only take one song? Do you want to go? I would take Rick Ross, the Rick Ross, Hustling? Oh, okay. I, I may ask you to sing that one. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, and for me, would be um, Rolling Stones. Can't ever get what you want. All right. Very good. Well, what about you, Mandy? What would you take? Yeah, now you put me on the spot. I think it probably would be Tony Bennett, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, actually. All right. Because it was the first song that my dad taught me to sing. So cool. That, that one I don't know. But <laughs> it's very old. <laughs> like us. Very good. Thanks very much for, for watching us and check out the more subscribe to us. Uh, you can do that on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, but best of all on our website because that way you, you catch uh, all the stuff that we, we put out, whether it's written or if it's in 360 video. Thanks for watching. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.